Welcome to the Business Buzz. I'm your host, Harold Littlejohn, uh, CPA here in Chico. Uh, this show tries to get the Northern California business world sort of in focus, teaches you guys some new things about uh, ideas, uh, what's going on lately. I always like to start out with a note about the sometimes the national economy, sometimes uh, the new tax plans, whatever might be going on in the news. But today, I wanted to share with you something that I just recently found out about. I'm not sure exactly what the date was, but Butte County is very involved with the good old, uh, we call it in my office, the fire fee. And it was the $115, I believe it started out at $117 for a lot of rural uh, people living uh, in a fire area. And... A lot of my clients have always complained about it. They always had hoped it would be tax deductible along with their property tax. Uh, it turns out that unfortunately, the only reason property taxes are deductible is the, the definition of a deductible tax. It needs to be based on the value of the property. So that's why part of your DMV fee is deductible and your property tax on your home is deductible. But this fire fee is not based on the value of the property. In other words, everyone pays the same amount. So it turned out to not be a, a, an itemized deduction for tax purposes, which kind of was kind of like a double, uh, double bummer for everybody who had to pay it. So I'm just reading now that uh, since that tax had not been approved originally in the state legislature with two-thirds vote, that tax increases are required to have, they have suspended the fee. And from what I can gather, and like I say, I'm just now reading this, but I brought this up because we've been talking about taxes and self-employed people's taxes and Social Security taxes. And this was just good news because this is one tax that is going to go away for people. Hopefully, they're not going to bring it back the problem is, is that based on what I'm reading here, it's somehow the repeal of this tax is somehow tied in to a thing where the uh, it's going to drive up gas and energy costs with a cap and trade program that's somehow coupled along with this fire fee being suspended. And like I say, I apologize for not being an expert on this, but I wanted to let you know that if you have been paying that fire fee every year, I don't believe you're going to pay it this time. Now, I'm also seeing here that the Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association is trying to get it to where there may be some refunds available. But as of right now, from what I've read, they're not planning on refunding this money. And it sounds like uh, there's a couple people here commenting on this in, in these articles that I printed out real quickly today that... Out of all that fire fee money, one guy said it never put any boots on the ground, which means of all the millions of dollars they took in from this fire fee, uh, I'm not sure if they actually added uh, new firemen, new fire trucks, new stations. I don't think they did based on what I've been reading. So just to let you know that uh, not all tax news is bad news. If you've been paying that fire fee, it looks like it's been suspended. There's a bunch of stuff coming as far as the Howard Jarvis group uh, suing to probably to make it permanent, hopefully to make it refundable. But that's what I wanted to share with you today because, um, you know, there's uh, lot, lots of times I'm kind of complaining about taxes. But today I'm kind of happy to hear that a lot of you won't have to pay the tax that you've been paying for the last year or two. Now, I have a very special guest in the studio with me today. His his name is Sean Bentley. He is uh, a worship leader at the Bidwell Presbyterian. He's uh, also a uh, a musician, a singer, and uh, uh, formerly a, a self-employed businessman in Chico uh, before he started working with the uh, Presbyterian Church. So uh, I want to introduce you to uh, Sean Bentley. How are you, Sean? I'm doing pretty good. Thank you. All right. Thanks, thanks a lot for being here. Sure. So... Uh, Tell us about your uh, position there at Bidwell Presbyterian. It sounds like you, uh, you're full-time uh, helping with the uh, worship uh, section of that church. Correct. I, uh, 
I basically run everything that's worship uh, linked at uh, Bidwell Presbyterian Church. We have four services um, every Sunday, and I facilitate for all four services. So wow. that means ushers, greeters, band members, um, safety team, uh, people, um, communion takers, servers. Um, wow. Do you also help with the Sunday school section in the back? I do not. Not that's that's the kids. The kids section, correct. So okay. I basically all my stuff has to do with the adult part. Okay. Of it. Um, and all the stuff that's involved during the week to plan and uh, facilitate right, to get it for all worship. set up. Correct. Right. Now, do you have regular uh, ministers there, or are there guest ministers sometimes? Is that how does that work? Um, we have uh, a lead pastor and two associate pastors, and then we have directors of like youth ministry, women's ministry, um, kids kids ministry, music ministry, young adults college. Uh, so we have about 1500 members in our church. So wow. it's fairly large. Wow. So, uh, now the church itself, uh, counts on the, uh, the members donations. Isn't that Correct. the major part of everything? Donations and tithing monthly right. or weekly tithing, right. um, which is set up through, um, you can mail in if you want. Right. Um, they set up programs for yeah. that. One thing about the, the way the tax laws work is kind of strange because, the old idea of putting cash in the plate, <laughs> the IRS doesn't allow that anymore as a donation deduction. No, you can't write off. You can't write off cash. What you anymore. think you put in there, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, do you encourage? Do they encourage people to put checks in the plates, or they just absolutely okay? Yeah, so and just bring a check for the plate, right? or or you can mail it in. We have right. we have a program where they right. give you the envelopes. You just mail them right in, and right. we have an, a a financial department that uh, sifts through the stuff and. Gives you your receipts monthly and, of course, annually. Right, right. It's always kind of fun to see the plate go around. You know, not. I don't know if people check to see what everybody else is giving, but <laughs> kind of fun for the plate to go around. I'm sure they do. And, you know, if they don't give enough, we always pass it back to them. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, now as far as the uh, events there, now you have four services every Sunday. Correct. Uh, are there other worship events during the week? Um, yes, that we... During when the school year starts, um, we have uh, a, like what's on Wednesday, which is our meal, and then classes. So that's on Wednesday. Then we also have the Presbyterian Women's uh, Group who meets on Tuesday. We have um, Web, which is Women Experiencing the Bible, which is a women's ministry, obviously, which meets on uh, Wednesday. We have another what's on Thursday classes, um, and then we have a. Um, Oh, it's a timeout for moms on Friday for for new moms, and then we have assorted classes during the week um, wow. in, in the evening. So it's wow. it's pretty full, and then we rent out our facility too. Right. Wow. I know uh, my son used to go to Sunday school there, and uh, I've been to a couple services myself. And uh, it's just, uh, I mean, as far as churches in Chico, there's nothing quite like it. No. The old brick building. I imagine that was built in the early 1860s, if I'm not mistaken. Well, the foundation was. So okay. then it burned down in 1930, and they built it back up in three okay. years. But it's probably similar to the way it was. At, no, oh, it was wooden at the start, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's amazing. Now, uh, so you also, as a, um, you play in a band, and you are the front man for a band. Tell us about that band, and tell us how that started. Okay, well, it, it started about five years ago, uh, and the band's called the Def Cats, which is D-E-F-C-A-T-S. D-E-F meaning deaf, cool, cats meaning men. Cool cats. Cool cats, <laughs> cool men, yeah. So anyway, we, uh, we initially started out, Dan Holmes and I, our, our bassist, uh, started out uh, with the idea that we'd put a band together to facilitate for people who have been through catastrophic events and couldn't really afford to hire a band or, or put a function or put a fundraiser together. Um, we wanted to come in and just help them out. Um, basically for low pay or even no pay, just right. if, if the situation dictated, we would do that. So we, we looked at our, who was leading worship in our church and we came up with a guitar player who was Aaron Lyon, who was another worship leader there. Um, Tom O'Connor, who was our keyboard player and acoustic guitar player, 
and a worship leader. Dan Holmes is is one of our worship leaders and our gospel choir director, and he went way back as the chancel choir director back in the late 80s, early 90s. Wow. So, uh, and then we have Ron Ralph, our drummer, who played in the worship team that I was leading, and I was a worship leader there, so. Wow. So, can- so, the, so this band actually formed with the intention of helping places, people, groups that couldn't afford a live band. Correct. Like cancer patients. Mm-hmm. T- tell us about some of the people you helped back in those first days. Um, we had a we had probably two or three that were uh, in need and were going through situations that were that we decided to fundraise for them. Um, right. So one was uh, our worship director. Actually, his wife died, and and we wanted to do something to bless him and, because he was going through such a, a terrible time. I mean, that was actually our first gig, and we held it at Smoke and Moe's. Uh, oh. So it was kind of tight, but the community poured out, and it was it was awesome. Um, I don't know how much was raised overall, um, but the donations for the meals from uh, Scott and Jill McLeod and uh, Smoke and Moe's were... were so w- they donated the food. Mm-hmm. You guys put on the, the, the entertainment. Correct. And... That money all went towards to help that family. To help, yes. Wow. And then uh, there was, uh, we were doing a fundraiser for a gal who had, who, whose daughter had cancer out at, uh, she didn't have it out there. Right, right. But we had it out at the Elks for them. Oh, right. Um, in their barbecue shelter out there. Um, and that raised, I think, a couple grand. So. Wow, that's great. Yeah, there was there was probably a couple others that I just can't. Right, right. No, I'm sure you did head. quite a bit of that. Well, the thing that attracted uh, me to your band is that number one, I I knew Aaron because he's a tennis player, and I used to play tennis with him occasionally. <laughs> um, in fact, uh, Kenny and I got beat by Aaron and his buddy <laughs> in the finals of a tournament about thirty years ago. So I'll never forget Aaron for that. But oh yeah, he's a. Uh, but uh, anyway, I'd never really seen him play the whole time through. But uh, since I became an elk, I saw you guys at the Halloween and um, New Year's Eve. Lo- yeah, loved your music. And so when it was time for me to have a big birthday event, which I had in April, uh, I'm not going to say what my birthday event was, <laughs> but it wasn't 50 and it wasn't 70. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so, so we got a hold of you. And uh, trust me, folks. The Def Cats are a lot of fun. Uh, it's classic rock. Mm-hmm. It's good, clean fun. And it's very, uh, very entertaining, quality musicianship uh, all the way around. Really a lot of fun. So uh, when you you formed this probably with some different guys, have they sw- has your, your lineup switched a little bit over the five-year period? Just our basis. Our, just the basis. And, and that was because uh, Dan, he's a teacher. And so oh, he, he's like a high school teacher yeah, type or something. And he was he was just getting bogged down with way too much to do. Right. So he kind of stepped out and now he's he subs in. Oh good. Uh, at at functions at a regular basis. Right. Mick Nantel can Now what in your new new bass player, what's his name again? Mick Nantel. And where did you find him? He went to our church too. Oh so, great. And he So he, it's a faith-based band. It is. And we have a a following that is Awesome. They, uh, we bring a lot of people from our congregation um, who branch out into the community too, business-wise, and bring their friends. Right. But basically, it is, it is awesome to have a following like that, a loyal following that comes to just about every show. And you guys as a band, you're st- you still are of the altruistic idea that if you find a cause that needs help, You'll, yes. You'll help them out. Is that right? That is correct. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, I didn't know that. They it's helped honorable. me out because you were you were reasonably priced. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I appreciated that. Yeah, but, and the, the, but but like if if you hear about some family that loses their home in a fire, and they need a little help, you guys would probably be able to help them out. Yeah, we've had people come to us, and that's you know we're. Your heart goes out to them, and you want to do something for them. So, right, we usually do, and that's that's good. That's great. Well, as soon as we come back from the break, we're going to talk 
talk uh, a little more about uh, the church and the music and all those great things. So stay tuned. We'll be right back on Business Buzz. Hi, this is James McDonald, and you know, I don't have to tell you that it's a tough economy these days. More and more Christian radio stations are buckling under the financial pressure of staying on the air. That's why Walk in the Word is inviting you to contact your radio station and support the good work that they do getting out the Word of God. They need you more than they ever have before. Why don't you call them today with your gift and support? Hall Marketing and Design in Chico would like to remind us that thousands of children who were safe at home a year ago are missing today. Parents, it is important to keep recent photographs, fingerprints, and dental records of your child. If you have any information that may lead to the location of a missing child, report it. This message from Hall Marketing and Design in Chico. Visit them online at hallmarketingdesign.com or call 895-9484. That's 895-9484. They're on the air because they care about our children. God commanded the light to shine out of darkness. Darkness covered the face of the deep, the Bible says in Genesis 1, 1 and 2. But God dispelled the darkness with his own light. And my friends, that's exactly what happens to you spiritually. David Hawking has more on the power of the God who is light this week on Hope for Today. Join us. Tune in for Hope for Today weekdays at 8 a.m. here on KKXX. Welcome back to Business Buzz. We're here with Sean Bentley. We're talking business. We're talking faith. We're talking music. We're having a lot of fun. So, Sean, uh, let's talk a little bit about your business background in addition to your work with the church and your work with the band, because uh, you you know you do have you have income from the band. Let's talk about that a little bit. Sure. Uh, the band members that you have, none of them are making this their regular job. Is that right? Correct. We're not, uh, we have day jobs. Right. Put it that way. Right, right. You didn't quit your day job. <laughs> That's correct. And uh, so uh, that, that just makes everybody feel better because, the, you know, you know you're not going to, you know, whenever you're talking to someone who's not doing it for a living, money's just going to be less of, an, less of an issue. Correct. And I know mm-hmm. you guys have expenses with travel and equipment and all that. But um, so now before you had the band and before you were working with the uh, Bidwell Presbyterian, you were a self-employed uh, Chico businessman. You've been in Chico since, uh, what What age were you when you moved here? Well, I was one. We moved here in <laughs> 1962. Wow, so where'd you move from? We moved from Fresno, California. Oh, where my, wow. Where my dad and mom lived. Uh-huh. Was there a work transfer or something? Or uh... um, No, I think uh, there was a, uh, I think it was when one of the lumber Mills started up here. My dad got a job up there. Okay, and up here and right. uh, moved up. So he right. was he'd been doing odd jobs around Fresno for a while, and uh, he didn't to, have anything permanent at the wanted time. Wanted to get and, out. Yeah, right. Well, that that worked out well. It did. Do you have brothers and sisters? I do. I have an older brother, a younger brother, and a younger sister. Wow. So there was probably two of you when you moved. There was. So two of them were probably born in Chico. Correct. Wow. So uh, as, as a younger person, then you became a, tell us about your self-employed business. Okay. I, I went to Pleasant Valley High School here, the best high school in Chico. That's right. My son went there too. <laughs> so did Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> so yeah, I graduated there, went to Butte College, um, played basketball, got a scholarship to University of New Mexico for uh, track and field and basketball. Oh. Um, but it di- didn't work out. I just didn't like being away from home. Did you actually go there, though, for I did. a little bit of time? I did. went there for a year, yeah. Oh. Um, and it was great. It was nice, but... Just wasn't for you? No. So I came back home, uh, thought I'd get a job, and uh, a steel uh, construction company was hiring. I got on in 83, and uh, by 87, I had my own business. Wow. Um, and I, it's been a passion for me ever since, uh, the steel work, iron, 
uh, iron and steel, like uh, mm-hmm. gates, fences, things. No, like this that, would or? be like metal buildings. We, my company, built both the Costco's here in town. Oh, those yeah. type of big, Correct. large metal buildings. And we did small ones, you know, oh, forty by fifties. To those were one hundred twenty nine thousand to one hundred sixty nine thousand square feet. Wow. So yeah, and we've we've done buildings bigger than that. We did a million square footer, uh, seven hundred fifty thousand square footer for Buzz Oats, and now the the Costco building now is the second one out there. Correct. Did you do them both? I did. Right. Wow. <laughs> so how many square feet is at that Costco right now? It's one hundred sixty nine five. So wow. one hundred sixty nine thousand five hundred. But the first one was one hundred twenty nine thousand five hundred. How do you bid a job like that? You just start doing very the, carefully. Yeah, <laughs> start doing the square footage and. Right. Uh, then they always need extras, like how many office rooms, mm-hmm. things like that. Well, these the were, main structure's metal, but there's correct. some regular construction too, right? Yeah, those are fill-in. Those are those were by other trades. Our basic deal was we built the shell of the and building. And then they came in and did the finished off offices correct. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And those were on 45-day schedules. So to do 169,000 square feet in 45 days. I think at, it's about 4,000 feet a day. It's it's quite a bit. Wow. (laughs) So now, when a job like that comes up, is it a bidding process where you have competitors bidding? Usually. These these were kind of negotiated bids on these buildings because we were familiar with the project and how how the time frame went. So they were kind of negotiated with Span out of Fresno, or Madera, um, who was the general contractor on the job and, and went directly with Costco. Now, there's other trades underneath okay. that right. were ran so, by a different sub or right. a different company. So the general went, Costco hired the general, mm-hmm. and then the general knew you. Yes. So you were the steel builder Correct. of that whole thing. Preferred. So the, I'm sure they right. got other bids, but right. they knew what we could do. Right. And they knew you'd do it on time. Correct. Well, that's the thing about uh, this being a business, business show. Let's talk about that. What... What could you tell people who might be thinking about, you know, starting a business like that? What are some of the key things that you need to have as your credo, should we say? What, what would you tell a young guy? What, what I would say was, would be you start out small and you capture your market. So our, our market share when we first started out was small buildings. And so that's what we did. We did small buildings and we went and we tried to do as much as we possibly could, the best that we possibly right, could. Right, the best, and then, right. On and, time. Yep. Right. And then always honor your contract and always have a contract. Don't do anything on a handshake, even though a handshake will work. Make sure you just back it up with a contract that specifically states exactly what you're doing and how you're going to get compensated. If you don't do that, you leave everything in the gray, and that's where you run into problems. That's really good so advice. <laughs> it is. It's you know, it's words to live by. Yeah, I, I I personally have an experience. Of course, I would never mention any names, but it was a contractor who basically said everything we wanted to hear verbally, <laughs> but as soon as anything really came up, he would grab the contract with his finger pointing at it and say, "No, this is what this says." even though verbally we had other ideas. And that's why it it behooves not only the contractor, the person doing the work, but the owner too, the client. It behooves them to have a contract and an agreement on paper on exactly what is, no matter what is said outside of that contract, the contract is the law. That's right. So That's what the judge is going to look at if you you argue. I I have a law degree and... uh, I remember one of the quotes about that is the four corners of the contract. Mm-hmm. You don't step outside those four corners. That's it. What does the contract say? And what doesn't it say? Yeah, and what did it not say? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so when you were building the small buildings, you were just kind of building up your reputation. Is that right? And That's correct. Getting the So the generals that needed your type of building started to get to know you. Right. And right. We became their go-to. So we had a pretty large clientele when uh, the economy kind of took Right, like down. the early, the, what, the, you, you did this all through the 90s? Mm-hmm. Yep. And in we the were, early 2000s? And at the probably 93 to 95 were a really tough time. Right. Um, but we made it through that and, and sprung back right. up again. And right. then, then the early 2000s was like Boomtown. Oh, yeah, gangbusters. Yeah. Well, right. actually, the in the in 
the 2000s were great until 2008. Right, right. Yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about next. Now, it sounds like you sort of had a strange uh, set of coincidences around the 8 and 9 time frame. Uh, mm-hmm. Things started to slow down. Correct. Less buildings going on. And then uh, tell the audience what happened to you personally. Okay, so what, what had happened was we had, when the economy starts tanking, you work dries up and it, it's harder to find. So what my company did is we went outside and, and went for jobs that we normally wouldn't. Out of the geographical Correct. area, right. So I took a job in the middle of winter up in Hyampalm, which is by Hayfork. I've never heard of up that two ninety nine. Not a lot of fork. Not the other. <laughs> not one. a lot of people have heard of Iron Palm. <laughs> right. It, it's just a little small town, probably hundred people uh, north of Hayfork. It was a dead of winter. It was a hydroelectric plant. Half of the mountain had slid down, and they wanted to pull the turbine out, build a crane around it in a building, and then put a roof over it. Oh, a roof over the crane and the turbine? Right, of wow. an existing building. Wow. So they demo, they demo, uh, a company demoed the building, and, and we came in and built the building around it with a crane inside so that they could lift up the turbine, which had slid. Um, it's right by a river, so it had slid. Turbines are over, they need to be by a river, Correct. right? Yeah. Correct, for a hydroelectric. Right, plant. right, right. So we did that. We built it. It was snowing on... March 3rd, 2010, and I was putting the roof down, and I unhooked my lanyard. And Something's not going to go good because you remember the exact date. Oh, yeah. Tried to grab a sheet, and I fell off the roof 40 feet. We're going to talk about that a little more as soon as this breaks over. So stay tuned. We'll be right back with Sean Bentley on Business Buzz. you go all the way to Mars for water when we have the best tasting water at Mount Shasta. It comes from our protected springs and is delivered right to your door. Great planning, Bob. Hey, where are you going with that? Those Martians are stealing my water. Guess we have some new customers. And anyone can get Mount Shasta spring water if they call us at 1-800-922-6227. Your hand simple. Naturally, the best Mount Shasta spring water. Hello, I'm Gary Crossland. Everything in the Old Testament points forward to Jesus. Everything in the epistles points backward to Jesus. That's why I encourage people to read the words of Jesus every day. This is where emotional and spiritual health come from. Jesus said, if you love me, you will obey my commandments. Well, where do you read his commandments? But in the Gospels. Now, I know that it's easy to get a little confused when jumping between one Gospel and the next, which is why I wrote the Merged Gospels. It's where all four Gospels are literally translated from the Greek broken down word by word, and merged back together into one beautiful chronological story with not one word of scripture removed. You can't buy it in stores. It's available only online at mergedgospels.com. It's great for new believers, for personal devotions, and for group studies. There's also an audiobook. And as always, you get to name the price. Just go to mergedgospels.com. I wasn't prepared to be a caregiver to mom. I had no idea how hard it would be and what I would need to know. Things I never thought of, like how to improve her mood and ways for me to stay positive. Luckily, I found the Caregiving Resource Center from AARP. It had articles about the basics, but also information about the hurdles I was facing. Caregiving Resource Center at aarp.org caregiving. Articles, tips, and tools to help you both care for your loved one and care for yourself. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Welcome to Business Buzz. Sorry to leave you with such a cliffhanger, but we're going to get started again here with Sean Bentley. And it was March 3rd, 2010. On a dark day, just like to no. <laughs> right. <laughs> no. It was a cold yeah. and windy day. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so now you were working on this crazy building with a crane inside. Right. And we had, we had, were buttoning down the roof. Um, so we were throwing panels, metal panels down on the roof. It was starting to snow. Um, we just wanted to get it covered up. We all had our safety lines on, and I was taping sheets and packing them over. 
and then setting the bottom and going back and taking taping sheets. And I I unhooked because I couldn't grab the edge of a sheet and I slipped off the edge of a building. And I've been doing this for 30 years. Even in the snow you had done that? Oh yeah, yeah, all the time. Never fell, never, right. you know, and just happened right. that right. I wasn't looking what I was doing and wham, I was flying. Wow. So fell 40 feet, hit a roof, busted my pelvis in half, broke some ribs, uh, broke my back, and did some internal damage, and was How, laid up. Did they have to helicopter you out of there? How they, was that? They tried, but it was snowing. So they tried to get the helicopter out. Um, it was snowing. They they said they couldn't do it. They called back. We had a uh, local group of volunteers who had come in in a box ambulance. Um, it's like the local volunteer fire department. This was right probably the same thing right and uh so they took me down the hill uh into redding uh on 299 and a windy road in the uh, snow in the snow with a box ambulance that didn't have any lock-ins for the gurney and yeah it was great it was quite the experience you know i gotta ask this if you don't want to answer just tell me you don't feel like answering (laughs) what was it like during that fall i mean you remember it did it seem like was it a long time or a short time? It was time? slow motion. Yeah. Slow motion, yeah. I, and, but I, I don't remember a, the exact step off, but I remember looking and seeing this. There's a, a little 20-foot roof below. That below was, where you were. Correct. That was the old building that we were building over. So I was falling on that. So I remember seeing that roof so you were coming to me fast. you were or were you spinning? I was head first. Whoa. Head first, yeah. <laughs> so I hit that roof. Don't mean to laugh at all. I'm no, just, uh, it's, yeah. it's okay. It's quite all right. I laugh about it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I hit the roof. I dented it about three feet, and that was a metal building. So it's, right. it was quite the impact, and right. I'm a pretty big guy. So did you bounce off one roof and end up on the ground? Correct. Wow. So I broke my pelvis in half, hitting on the, the eave of the roof below, and then I flipped over backwards, fell on my back, broke my back. And, uh Yeah. So, I, I mean, I would say I, I know a person that I went to high school with uh, in grammar school, mm-hmm. and he was on a scaffold accident in San Francisco. It probably was the late 70s. And he ended up his whole life, and he still is, in like a turtle cast yep. and a motorized wheelchair yeah. his whole life. How did your injury not do that? It just happened to be something that was fixable or it was a miracle and right. that, that's the only way that i can that's kind of where god, I was god knew what he was doing all that yeah um and and the whole incident itself is a testimony in itself of what god did in my life um i was a christian christian before wasn't really tracking god pushed me off the roof to get my attention and he did a good job and, and you've been and yeah the you, thing was all the breaks the pelvis break was clean completely cr- clean uh, it went back together. You can't even tell. Um, my back uh, was, all the brakes in my back were clean. They all, they didn't even need a cast. And it didn't hit the spinal cord nope. and all that for nope. paralysis or anything? I broke four ribs in the back. It didn't puncture any lungs. Um, they it's were pretty, pretty clean brakes. It's like a wake-up call without, well, it's serious damage, but without fatal damage. Right. It's right. a get, get your attention real quick. Right. You know, and then <laughs> let you sit around and think about it. So did, how soon after that did the Christian idea about it come to you? I mean, instantly? was it later? Was no, it pretty it was, instant? It was instant. Wow. It was it, when I was on the ground and I, I was, I came to consciousness quickly. I knew exactly what God was telling me, and that you know you've been a dummy, and you need to straighten up. Right, and you need to treat your family with respect, and you you need to get back as the leader of your family, and 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 you need to do it in a godly way. And I knew exactly. So you knew clear. it while you were laying there. Oh yeah, it wow. was it was a it was a crystal clear moment. Now I w- I would gather to say that that could be because you already had a relationship with Holy Spirit and on in the previous Christian yeah life you had lived yeah. earlier. Pre-accident, yeah. Right, right. Yes, that's I, I, that's I was. Amazing. My my mom was a Christian. She played the organ uh, for our church. 
Um, my grandpa was a Baptist minister um, and big 6'6 six, six guy. So you come, a, booming a, voice. you come from a line of religious Christians. I knew the Lord early. Wow. So, yeah. so that probably helped during that fall. Well, I'm hoping it did. <laughs> <laughs> I, think we've, I think we've concluded that. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. So the timing of this accident in 2010, you know, the thing that bothers me the most about these slowdowns like 08, 09, and the recessions is the issue you have as a business owner of how to keep your crew working. Right. And not laying them all off and all that. Right. And you have to really go out and hunt work that you don't don't normally Right, do. like maybe even a break-even job just well, to keep the guys working. Most of the prevailing government jobs, those are what they are. They Basically, the wage goes to the employee, and you pay taxes and, and whatever else on the rest, taxes, insurance on the rest. Right. So I was taking a lot of those jobs, and they just weren't working out. And right, right. And it, you didn't see it getting a lot nope. better in 2010, I know. No, and you know, California came up with well, the federal came up with uh, uh, the give back, you know, and and the uh, stimulus to the economy. Right. They were gonna they were gonna make work. Well, right. Thing about that is, it's not a trickle down thing when everybody's trying to make up for what they lost. Right. So it's yeah, the recovery yeah. period is right. tremendous. Right. It's like you have to hang on for two or three years to start seeing that come to you. Correct. And it's hard to hold on. It is. Right. And it was. And so we shut it down. You shut the whole business down. Yeah. Right. And we, I, it took us a while to do, but in the meantime, I was, this position with Bidwell Press opened up and it, it allowed me to work there and cover myself and not get paid by the company. Right. And and in order to pay all my guys. Oh, okay. So you kept it going while you started your Bidwell Presbyterian work. Correct. Wow. Yeah. So I worked well, nights doing the paperwork for the business and and with the assumption that I would be shutting it down soon, selling off my equipment. But it took two years to do. So in two thousand thirteen I finally finished up doing that and right. was out of it free and clear. Now, are some of your employees from that company still in that industry? Are they back all doing of them construction? Are. They all, all of yeah. them are. Yeah. There, well, wow. there's two. There's two that's not, and we had, we had about forty guys working oh, 40 for us. Oh, forty guys. Yeah. Wow. So it was. It's a pretty substantial business. It was a commitment. Yeah. Let me tell you. Yeah. And they were all my kids, so right. I was dad, and they were all my kids. Right. Well, I know one good thing that happened back then was when you did have to finally close down and lay off. If I'm not mistaken, weren't they sort of offering unemployment for about two years? Yes, or, they were. Right, during those years. Substantial amount, yeah. It right, was, so it was enabling people to get back on their feet or find a new place to work or something. Right. And a, a lot of the stories I heard, now did they end up staying in the Northern California area? Yeah, they, and a couple of them started their own business. And oh, which great. Is, again, when the economy's down and and... That's a good time to start a business that's a service business. So, because a lot of other people are dropping out. Right. So, the need was there. Right. And the businesses were uh, exiting. Right. Um, because they couldn't, a lot of us got overextended on, with the credit that was being offered. Right. You know? So, it made sense to kind of shut down and sell off your equipment and, and go another way. But if you were just beginning, it was perfect. So two or three of our guys started their own business and took some of the guys and went with them. So it was pretty healthy. And other guys just hooked up with other businesses that stayed solvent. Wow. So that accident, it, I'm, it, it must have laid you up like in a hospital for quite a while, or were you? I was in for three months. Three well, months. I was in the hospital for a month. Right. I rehabbed for two months. Right. And then I was back up on the steel. So this happened in March. I remember distinctly getting out and being on my first building in June. Oh, okay. Yeah, because you had to kind of get back when you could. Well, yeah. Right. Did you have like a lead foreman that kind of finished off some jobs during that March to I June? did. I had, I had two limited partners that were with me that were uh, in trucks as foremans and stuff. And, right. And so I relied heavily on them. Also, my wife. Um, took over like yeah, the, yeah. the booking and the, I mean, the billing and whatever else. Whatever she right. could do. She knew right. it all. She'd been in the business for a while. Right. So that's sort of another lesson for young guys or people thinking about being self-employed. 
you got to have some people with you mm-hmm. in case you have an accident or else if you hadn't had those type of people, you really would have been in even worse oh, trouble. Yeah. It would have yeah. shut down. Then it would have shut down immediately, yep. and you could even end up with lawsuits, and you'd be defending all their yep. losses. And, and it's, that's why we had a, a, a number of large contracts that we had bid out and signed contracts for. So if I couldn't have met those, it would have been really tough to wiggle out of those. Right, right. Especially government contracts. That's the one thing I've, uh, I've really learned, uh, judges and things. If you just, this is just a bit of an aside, but if you're in a residential situation like a lease, like if you sign a lease as a tenant for a residence, no, I don't, I can't say no, but generally in California, the judges will not hold the landlord to that lease on a residence. But in a business lease, forget it. Yep. You ain't getting out of it. Yep. And Locks, so like you say, yeah, you're not, you're not going to, you know, but, but judge, I fell off a roof and broke this, that, and the other. And they're like, Hmm. Then that's when they pull out the contract again yeah. and, and point with their finger. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. So that's another lesson. You got to make sure you have someone there to help you. And, uh, that's really cool that your wife was already familiar with all that too. Yeah, She's a really cool gal. That's great. <laughs> so now, um, the other, uh, the other thing that we were talking about, uh, on the break the church that you work for, tell us a little bit about their, uh, what's their web presence like and how can people get involved with Bidwell Presbyterian if they aren't already? We're pretty much all over the social media. Um, we also have a website. It's uh, www.bidwellpress.org. We're going to come right back to that after the break. So we'll be right back. This is Harold Littlejohn. Stay tuned. We'll be back with Sean Bentley. What is your role in the fight against cancer? The answer could be as simple as driving your car. For many cancer patients, getting to and from treatment is one of their toughest challenges. The American Cancer Society needs volunteer drivers to help provide transportation for people in your community. Through the gift of a lift in your car, you can help patients take one more step in the road to recovery. Get in the driver's seat in the fight against cancer. To find out more, call your American Cancer Society at 1-800-227-2345 or visit cancer.org. I adopted Bento in 2010 from a shelter. This cat makes me make art. He's always motivating me to draw pictures of him. He just is motivating artistically. He's my best friend, but a lot of people know him as Keyboard Cat. Keyboard Cat, YouTube star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Start yours today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Business Buzz. This is Harold Littlejohn, CPA, your host, and we're talking with Sean Bentley, and we're going to switch gears a little bit. We talked about his uh, business life and the whole uh, construction and all the things a self-employed person goes through in in bad times and good, but now we're going to concentrate on what his church, he's the worship leader at uh, Bidwell Presbyterian. Uh, I think everybody knows the beautiful brick building uh, right there downtown next to the campus. So tell us about this thing coming up in September that the church is going to be running or starting, or let's talk about that. Okay, we're, we have an event called Serve Chico, which is uh, Bidwell Presbyterian Church uh, congregation going out into the community and doing acts of service. It'll be September 17th 
We'll start in the morning. We'll have a, a small little worship. And then we'll go out and we'll serve the community in different aspects of uh, service, uh, like cleaning up uh, elementary schools, doing some uh, work for the Jesus Center or uh, Tory's Shelter or things like that. We, we basically so whatever do. they need, Correct. there'll be a crew available. So do, the, do these places like that need to contact you first, or have you guys contacted them? We have a group that has solicited, went out and solicited uh, different jobs, different projects, and we'll come back with a list. So um, basically this is the kickoff, and it's, it, it is a, it's comparable to Love Chico, but it's not. Love Chico was a community-wide service uh, is event. that is that not being repeated, Love Chico? Or? No, it's not. This is okay. completely different, and we want it to be that way, and we branded it that way. Um, so this this is our church, Bidwell Presbyterian Church, going out and serving the community um, instead of all the churches of Chico doing that. Now later on, who knows? Maybe it might be that way. Right, right. But we didn't want to impose on anybody right now, and we wanted to make it a special event to serve. Uh, the community that has serviced us so you so, faithfully. Have, so you have a bunch of groups of uh, congregation of the church mm-hmm. that are ready to go out and do a group work for all these different places that need help correct and is your list of places that need help complete yet or you I don't think so I don't think so I think there's still some room so, so if so if if there's a cause out there that needs some help they could contact Bidwell Presbyterian and Correct. possibly get in on this Serve Chico with some help. Right. Maybe so. I'm not guaranteeing Right, anything, right. Yeah. But, no. But yes, it, it wouldn't hurt to call the church at 530-343-1484 and ask about it or go to the website at uh, www.bidwellpress.com. That's B-I-D-W-E-L-L-P-R-E-S.com. Dot com. And would that be just on the one day? It's not like That's a just, weekend? Just on September 17th. And what and kind of day is that? Is that a Saturday? Sunday. That's Sunday. a Sunday. So okay. we'll have a, a brief service in the morning at, at the church right there at 208 West uh, 1st Street. And then everybody will grab their mops and buckets. And we'll have a breakfast, a community breakfast. Oh. And then it, we'll, see, we'll kick everybody out. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That sounds, uh, that sounds exciting. Yeah. So... Um, now, does I got to ask, does your band ever play at the church? Yes, we do. Fifth Sundays. So we initially started out as the fifth Sunday band. So there's four fifth Sundays in a year. Oh, when there's a fifth Sunday in the same month. That's correct. You guys play during the, which which spot? The uh, uh, 945 or 1111 service. Those are One both of, of our contemporary services. Oh, okay. And so, wow, yeah, we must uh, be fun. Now, what? Oh, it is. How do you do a song selection for that? That must get a little interesting. Yeah, it does. We've done some Jesus is Just All Right. Right. Uh, some Doobie Brothers songs. Right. We've done uh, quite a few of, of the repertoire that we do. So it's, we've okay. done, uh, yeah. and a lot the Doobie songs are kind of perfect for it. They're, they're yeah, uh, upbeat. Yeah. They and, make people feel good. Yeah. And they, they draw attention to the Lord. <laughs> but we also do contemporary Christian music too. We've done quite a few things that, or you hear on K-Love or, or on this radio station. Right, here. right. Like as a cover band, you mm-hmm. play those songs too. Correct. Now, do you, uh, I didn't check with you on all this because the night that I had you at my party and the times I've seen you at the Halloween party, you know, things are so happening, there's not a lot of time to talk <laughs> yeah. and ask a lot of questions. Well, you're shaking but, your booty, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, do you guys play some original tunes? I think I remember one or two nope, at a party. we don't. Not nope. at all. Not at all. Nope. We have. You have some. We do, but we haven't really practiced them. Um, the demand for them right now, and what we do is, is I, doesn't really fit right in. So I kind of I kind of agree with that. Whenever I'm at a place that's playing cover songs, mm-hmm. when they decide to play one of their own, I try to be polite and <laughs> act like I like it. But it's hard to. There's very few songs that you love the first time. There's a few that you do. Right. And those are the songs I, I always remember. But a lot of songs, it takes a while to really get into it. Yeah. So, and if you're not so, familiar with it, that's... Yeah. That's, An that's, unfamiliar song is not right. going to turn a lot of people nope. on. 
Yeah. Even if it's got a good beat and, and you can dance to it, if you yeah. don't really know the words, yeah, that's even if it's catchy, people yeah. don't know what's coming. So it's, our deal yeah. is these are the songs you know, right? And and love. So the every, songs of your life. Yep. Yeah, every time <laughs> we play, that's what people say. Oh, I can't believe you're playing that one. <laughs> right. So, so uh, speaking of those songs, I've got to ask you, do you have a favorite or not? I mean, honestly, when you're up there doing a show, is there one that stands out that you really enjoy? Yeah. yeah which, which one is that? The Doobie Brothers songs, basically. Right. But the one song is Jesus is Just All Right. Because it, it kind of gets both worlds it into it. Yeah. Yep. It yeah. Just, it, it, and it's a rocker. Right. And it, it just, and you sing along and you leave. If, if we were to play that one song and you left, you would take that song with you for a week. That's right. You'd be singing it. So, yeah. yeah. I do remember when that song was on the radio, mm. and I remember thinking, that's kind of cool that the word Jesus is on the radio these days because normally that's completely separate. Yeah, you know, exactly right. Pop radio and religion are not going to mix. But that song was strange, not strange, but it was it was interesting when it came yeah. out. Yeah, it, it was definitely a. It wasn't the culture at the time. Right, right. It's totally ant- antithesis of pop radio in the seventies. Right. right. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Right, right. And then and the there's devil. Jesus. Don't forget the yes, devil. The devil. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. Well, that's really cool. I know uh, one of the songs you guys played when we heard you at Halloween is what uh, my wife and I made us think these guys are cool. Was the Thin League. I'm a big Thin Lizzy fan. Boys are back and in boys town. Boys are back in town's a great song. And uh, when you guys were playing that, it's like, whoa, these guys are playing that one. Yeah. So we we kind of got hooked. Um, you know, the thing about uh, about Sean and his band is it's it's like it's like family fun. Yes. And I know you guys don't play crazy stuff. You nope. don't get into the ACDC and stuff like that. And uh, you also are pretty open to. Um, I remember you sent us a list. So mm-hmm. if, if you if you're gonna play a somebody's party, they can look at your list and they can kind of make requests off your list. Right. Yeah. And it's, we and we do it within reason. We'll we'll consider doing other stuff too. Right. Right. Um, if it like doesn't be a, like a country song mm-hmm. that you know or whatever. Correct. Yeah. 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 If it if it doesn't fit in with us, we won't. Right. And we'll let you know. Right. Right. But the uh, main thing is it's a band that you can work with. I mean, you're not gonna get some, you know hoity-toity who, you know, isn't, right. isn't going to give up their artistic license for you <laughs> just because you're paying for it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so what are some of the uh, what are some of the events you've done? You guys will actually do a low-cost event if if things warrant that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're like I say, this isn't your main job. Right. So what are some of the things over the years that you've helped people with? Uh, Church events and things. We've done some church events. We did a, a festival uh, and appeared for an hour in the back of our church uh, a couple years back. We did um, uh, the taco truck things out at the, or the truck thing out at uh, uh, the Elks. Oh yeah. One time we did some. We did a, quite a few graduation parties, which you know were where people can't afford a right. full blown e- band. Exactly fee. Right. 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 You know. But you guys want to help out some young people right. and. And people we know, you know, we've right. we've done that. We've did we started out with Smoke and Moe's and and and, uh, and they've helped they helped us out tremendously. So we worked for very little there and just to get a place to play and right. and uh, the Elks has been the same way. We've done things for the Elks uh, too, which have been great um, for people who really couldn't afford to put on a show. And, right. Um, so yeah, it's it's been we've been blessed by it too, and and our. The thing with our band is we have a lot of fun. Right. We, when we're out there playing, you can tell we're having fun. We're having a good time. Right. The same as everybody else is. So. And you even let uh, a little bit of audience participation. Absolutely. <laughs> That's always fun. <laughs> well, occasionally. Well, right? no, it's fun for the audience. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is. Pretty fun. But yeah. Yeah, no, I uh, I thought I was pretty impressed with Aaron. Uh, Aaron Lyon is the kind of lead guitar. Isn't he is. He? And... Uh, He's really good, and uh, he's got the wireless wireless pickup going. Yep. So he's not tied to the stage like in the seventies. You were tied to the stage, right? And the Mick's cord. the same way. Mick is yeah. our bassist, and he is right. He is the wireless too, and they wander out in the crowd. Yeah. No, that's what I was saying. Yeah. Aaron was actually, I think, sitting at a table, <laughs> and uh, it was pretty cool. 
And the other thing was, I just happened to go about a month ago. My wife and I went to see Mickey Thomas sing with Starship at mm-hmm. the Feather Falls. Yeah. And uh, what occurs to me is your bass player sings that song really well. Uh, Fooled Around. Fooled Around and yes. Fell in Love. He, I think he sings it better than Mickey. I, I was, Don't shoot me. I was sort of going to say that, but <laughs> Mickey is really good. He I was, is. He is great. Uh, it, I've, I see a lot of cover bands at Feather Falls. It's kind of one of our hobbies to go listen to cover bands. Mm-hmm. And what I noticed when we saw Mickey Thomas was we're watching a real professional singer. Yeah. And there is that, there is that difference. And he know. can just come out and belt. Yeah, he, and he does. He belts it out and... He even saved one of those rolling thing. I don't know what you singers call it, trilling or whatever they do. With the whoa, 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 that lasted about a minute on one <laughs> breath. And he saved that for the end of the show. Yeah. And, I, and I'm watching that and I'm like, you know what? We're watching a real professional. Yeah. And it's really exciting to it's see that. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. It, it it's is. It's nice. But then again, uh, we see cover bands that have awesome singers too. Yeah. It's like, you guys sound great. And uh, we, you know, first time we heard you, we're like, those guys are good. And then yeah. the audience always seems to agree. Yeah, they, they do. We, we've had very few negative remarks. Oh, yeah. And, you know, of course, we've had Nobody's things... Nobody's perfect, but, you know... We've had things thrown at us, but I'm, well, I'm a good catcher. Yeah. <laughs> right. Now, how about equipment failures? Have you ever had a couple of... The, you we bring have. Backup, you bring backup with your amps? We do, yeah. yeah. Um, it, it, we've done it. And also, too, we have a sound guy who is a technician, too. Yeah, I so remember that. He's Gene, he's Gene, the sound machine. Yeah. So he... he he is Johnny on the spot. So we, when we need to, when we blow an amp, which we've done, right. Um, he's right there to wire in to another amp. We have an extra amp right there. So it, right. it, we've, we, he's got an extra set of hands for yes. that moment. Right. Where we keep going. Right. And it, he's just saved the day so many times. I just, we laugh when we say Gene, Gene sound machine, but he <laughs> right. is the sound machine without him. We don't have the sound that we do. So the harmonies are hard to cover in all the miking situations. Right. And he is just the man. Right. That's really cool. Yeah. It's like having a six member. Your your main band is five. Right. Right. And the other thing I remember is I saw in the news and review, Aaron builds his own amps. He for does. Yeah. Tube tube amp sound and all that. Yep. Yeah. He does. Monkey Matic. Now does he does he sell those to yes, other people? Yes, he does. Oh he, wow. And he's He's known in the marketplace too. So he's getting yeah. he's getting notoriety yep. for his. Now has he gotten picked up yet by any guitar other center? Ha- guitar center has him for their uh, maintenance or uh, repair oh, like, guy. Oh wow! Because he's that good. Oh wow! Um, so does he go in there like once a week and work on him? They amps? just funnel work to him. Oh, so all their repair work they funnel to him. Oh, but also the bands, um, local bands around town, right? San Francisco. Um, even as far south as, as L.A., know of his Muckymatic brand Oh, um, and his expertise in repair. And he is just a whiz. Wow. So, yeah, I, I didn't realize that he was... Yeah. Not only can he play the guitar He can like fix that, the guitar. <laughs> he can, and the amp, and, and everything. is pretty incredible. We have got a, a really professional group. Right, right. Here. And you guys... Still mostly work for the Bidwell Presbyterian, or just me? No, oh, just you. I, I'm the only one who works there. So Aaron but has his all, own. They, but business. they attend there. Yes. Okay, that was where. And we, they lead yeah. worship. So they're each each of these guys has led worship at at some point. Oh, okay. Wow. So yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty amazing that we have that kind of talent at at the church. So. Well, I know that the, your your contemporary services had awesome music when I've yeah. been there, so yes. it's always been good, yeah. 9.45 and 11.11, if you love contemporary, 8.30 is standard. Bidwell Presbyterian, go see go see all their good their good uh, services. Deaf Cats, look them up on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And uh, stay tuned to Business Buzz every day from 3 to 4. I'm your host, Harold Littlejohn. See you next time. KKXX, Paradise, K280GL, Chico, and K283AR, Chico, Yuba City, Marysville. Here's Rick Box, founder of Integrity Resource Center, with today's Integrity Moment. In John 4, Jesus spoke profoundly to a Samaritan woman. His words ended up rippling through her community. In verses 28 through 30, we read, The woman left her water jar beside the well and ran back to the village telling everyone, Come and see a man who told me everything I ever did. 
Could he possibly be the Messiah? So the people came streaming from the village to see him. More people became disciples to Jesus when others shared about their own encounters with Jesus. This idea started 2,000 years ago and still works today. Proverbs 27.2 teaches, Let another man praise you and not your own mouth, a stranger and not your own lips. We will win many more customers when other pleased customers tell their friends and family. To order Rick's new book, Unconventional Business, visit integrityresource.org. That's integrityresource.org. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. Several Republican senators say they're not happy with the way leadership has handled the attempt to repeal Obamacare. Arizona Senator John McCain says there's a way forward, but it has to go to a full conference, and right now that is not the case. I believe that one of the major problems with Obamacare was that it was rammed through Congress by Democrats without a single Republican vote. I believe we should...